0: This is Earth Files, the award-winning news site with the latest updates in science, environment, and real X-Files. Podcasting in-depth reports beyond the 6 o'clock news by Emmy Award-winning journalist
1: Linda moulton Howe.
2: Hi, everyone here and around the world. Thanks to all of you, This Earth Files YouTube channel has broken through 244,000 subscribers. Let's keep going to a quarter million and beyond. Subscribing doesn't cost you anything, but it helps us at YouTube. So if you haven't subscribed, please click now and hit the like button as well. We'll have a celebration after we reach a quarter million and even before then we might have the biggest celebration of all for that worldwide headline I have been waiting so long to see. We're not alone in this universe. Today, July 5th, Representative Tim Burchett from Tennessee is quoted by the Washington Examiner as warning, quote, UFOs are beyond control in our military sp- airspace and UFOs are, quote, at the top of the importance ladder, close quote. And Representative Burchett recently offered an amendment to the Rules Committee in Section 10, declassification of certain reports of unidentified aerial phenomena, quote. In general, not later than 180 days after the date of the enactment of this act. The Secretary of Defense shall declassify any documents and other records in the possession of the Department of Defense relating to publicly known sightings of unidentified aerial phenomena, close quote. And an example would be Roswell in 1947 and so many other where it's gone public and there are eyewitnesses. And there's more coming, possibly a Congressional hearing yet this month of July 2023, which is 76 years after the July 1947 historic front page of the Roswell Daily Record that headlined quote, RAAF, that's Roswell Army Airfield, captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region, close quote. And finally, some United States House and Senate representatives seem serious about opening up the truth that very advanced craft, technologies, and non-human intelligences are interacting with Earth and our solar system now and have interacted for not only the past century, but for thousands of years. Many humans since World War II have encountered non humans in bedrooms, cars, pastures, remote forests, and sometimes a beam of light is used to transport the human into the craft. One person who has had many interactions with another intelligence since 1985 is writer Whitley Strieber. I'm holding up right now the front of his very important and valuable book, which is Communion, A True Story. It was first published in February of 1987. That's nearly 40 years ago, and it's as current today as it was then. This cover provoked thousands of people worldwide to speak up for the first time, astonished that this face matched their own hidden secret encounters with alien beings in some of these people's experiences. Since February in 1987, Whitley has produced more books about his ongoing encounters with a variety of gray alien types. He has also met a blonde haired blue eyed Nordic type and a five foot tall praying mantis. And now he has released this new book simply called Them. On the cover are three gray humanoids that Whitley says are about five feet tall with much longer heads than humans have. Their large, round, black, glassy eyes stare straight ahead at the reader, while Whitley explores questions that few ever knew enough to even ask back in 1987. Why are they interested in us humans? Is it our soul? Are they linked somehow with near-death experiences? They continue to warn that human survival is not guaranteed as Earth rapidly changes climate. Here now is where our discussion about them began. Could you please start by looking at the 1987 pale-skinned entity on the communion cover versus the strange-looking beings on the cover of them in 2023.
0: The two covers reflect two different things. The first cover communicates the power of the eyes that I saw. The eyes were vividly alive. And the second cover is intended to communicate the strangeness of the experiences people are having.
2: And there are beings that have... Much smaller nostrils, little holes. And another type is what you have in them. It's a huge upper, above the eyes, and a very small chin. It's like I'm looking at two different beings over all these years. That's why I wondered is there a distinct difference between the way they've handled you or how you telepath or anything compared to what happened back in the 80s?
0: Well, back in the 80s, I I was kidnapped and roughed up considerably. The relationship I have now is much more nuanced and complex. What they were doing on that night in 1985 was basically one thing. They were extracting semen from my body.
2: And that the ones from the 1980s that were interacting with you in Accord, New York... 100 miles north of Manhattan, they are a different type, perhaps, overseeing those today on the cover of them?
0: Yeah, I think that there are tall ones, and the the one who is on the cover of Communion, we got to know her, and it was definitely a woman.
2: In terms of the female figure, in later writings, I think you referred to you having a sense that one of the beings played a role in Samaria or Assyria or Anunnaki. I sensed
0: a very ancient awareness, and this is a tall being. She was over five feet tall, but there were others with her who were very small and who were very peripheral by comparison. I've seen the Nordics. I've never, to my knowledge, seen the tall Whites, I have never, to my knowledge, seen the mantis beings except one time, but it wasn't large. It was about five feet long, which is, I mean, big enough for a praying mantis when you're in a room alone.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this leads to one of my first questions that I wrote down in a notebook when I was reading them, and it was your words in the book: "Quote, whoever is here." is creating a theatrical presentation about themselves in our memory and therefore in our collective imagination, Close quote. I felt you are penetrating a truth here, but could you flesh this out for a general audience exactly what you mean?
0: Yeah. The first time that idea came into my mind was years ago when my wife Ann commented with regard to the UFO phenomenon the lights and objects in the sky, that the visitors were creating a theater in the sky. This whole thing, it is definitely theater and story that animates the whole Close Encounter movement.
2: That something else, non-human intelligences, is actively trying to harvest something from us humans on this planet on a regular basis.
0: I think so. I think that's a great deal of what this is all about, and I think it's probably why they don't want us to go extinct. And we know they want us to survive by the way they're acting, and I'm not so sure that they're being successful, but they are trying. And they don't want us to go extinct, not only out of altruism, but for the same reason that a farmer or a shepherd doesn't want his sheep to get sick or to be eaten by wolves or to starve to death or to die of thirst. He wants them to thrive because they are his wealth and his life because he uses them to make his clothing and to sell the wool and to make his whole life depends on them.
2: I made a note on page 56 of them, quote, if the secret of missing time is that souls may be traded out of bodies, then what are we humans? Close quote.
0: I think that we are generators. We generate novel experience. We generate energy. And I have been taken by the visitors, by the lady we were talking about a minute ago, all the way back to the moment I first walked. I relived that moment as if it was still happening. It was that vivid. And it was as if I had returned to my baby body with a present adult consciousness and awareness and was in the baby body as I took my first steps in this awareness. And if they can do that, then they have access to the whole vast array of a person's life.
2: You know, in my two-volume, Glimpses of Other Realities, in Volume 2, I have a 106-page chapter with illustrations that were done by people I interviewed in which people in a craft with a variety of beings, greys, praying mantis, and small greys and others, that there are tubes and they're seeing bodies, some human, some extraterrestrial, in preservation tubes, and they are told that it is important to keep the soul inside of the container it was born in for a very specific length of time before they were separated, and that The grey and praying mantis group had this preservation process with hundreds, maybe thousands of these tubes with humans and ETs in them. The beings tried to explain to one of the females who was shown her body in a tube and that they were going to take her and they were going to do something that would keep her alive because she'd had rheumatic fever and she could die early from heart disease. It all seemed very positive, but each person that told me about these experiences of being transferred from inside their current body into one of these bodies in a craft, they were confused about exactly what was happening. And in page 142 of your new book, Them, you wrote, if visitors are in control of a soul that is real, but which we don't even know exists, meaning humans for the most part don't relate to souls very much. And if they possess technology that can affect the soul and have motives for doing so, it is urgent that we humans understand this.
0: Absolutely. Because there is a predatory aspect to this. And who's to know if there are some good farmers and some bad farmers, some shepherds and some rustlers who steal There's every evidence that this is not at all homogeneous. And we may have this extraordinary ability to create this energy, this life energy that is so desirable, because we are very dense and totally embedded in the stream of time, and we do it naturally. For us, every moment is new, always. It may not be new. This may be all mapped out, for all I know. But we experience every moment as new, and we get the energy of it as if it was new. If somebody comes along and takes from us what they shouldn't take, say, from the shepherd analogy, instead of shearing the sheep, they decide to eat the sheep. Then all bets are off, of course, and it's suddenly a very different sort of a game And we have to get into a level of understanding where we are with who we are with. We need two things to do that. One is an awareness of the soul and the penetration of the attention into the soul level. And two is an understanding of exactly who is here and a good idea of what they want and should have and should not have. In other words, we need to understand our situation and where we are. So we convert ourselves from being sheep in a flock to being companions on a journey that we are all taking together, and that is communion. We're not there yet, but until our side of it is self-empowered with understanding and insight, we'll never be there.
2: And on page 194, you wrote, quote, The military may well be dealing with this kind of situation. It seems possible that it is engaged in a hidden conflict and has been for years and is concealing it behind a shield of denial to the public. Whether it has tried to do so or not, it has not prevented uncontrolled close encounters and abductions, the only time the true extent of the encounter phenomena emerged was when Anne and I received hundreds of thousands of letters after communion was published. I'm sure that the military possesses advanced weapons that we in the public know nothing about, but it seems pretty clear that they can't dominate this strange, shadow-haunted battlefield even if they are trying, close quote. I thought that summed up the last 80 years, and I wondered what your perspective is right now in July of 2023 about the internecine warfare still ongoing in the Pentagon while the rest of us are saying humans deserve the truth. To not tell the world the truth is an abuse.
0: I think it's very much an abuse. What should have happened had we had wise president and Harry Truman, not a frightened one, and he would have called together not soldiers and the scientific support for soldiers, the weapons builders and the airplane builders and the engine builders and all of those people, which is what happened, but he would have called anthropologists, sociologists, philosophers, religious leaders and theologians, as well as those engaged in the defense of the body, which is the military, because these other people would have become engaged in a new kind of defense, which is the defense of the soul. But unfortunately, it went in a completely different direction and before you knew it. We were shooting at them and I show that very clearly in the book. And it's not that I have secret knowledge at all. If you read the newspaper clippings, you can see that what happens is consistent, that the real story comes out, and then a little while later, a substitute story comes out that explains it all away in usually a fairly puerile manner, a ridiculous manner.
2: Yes. And you wrote, quote, The public continued to be bombarded with cultural signals that these UFO and ETs, secretly taken seriously by the military, were so absurd, meaning what was given to the public, were so absurd that even speculating about UFOs and ETs would brand someone a fool. The UAP interests could and did ruin careers. The people who might have been able to understand were locked in an invisible prison of lies. And their only response, meaning our government at the time, was to shoot at unknown craft that violated their rules with no way to know whoever was controlling the craft, was even aware of those rules, or able to understand them, or even if they could receive the radio warnings that were routinely transmitted, meaning from The United States.
0: Yep. And that's where we went wrong. And we're still there. And right now, the Defense Department is frantically trying to hold the line against an increasingly restive Congress. And whether they will succeed or not, I don't know. I doubt that they will, because I think that the visitors are engineering this and have been from the beginning. And they always told me that when the planet began to go into a terminal phase of a new climate regime, which is going to lead to the loss of many, many, many human lives, they would emerge. And they are emerging in many ways. And some of them haven't come public yet, but are going to be extraordinarily amazing. The public now knows that we have numerous crashed disks. The next step will be the admission that we have bodies bodies, and that will turn out to have a shocking archaeological component that will change the way we think about our world entirely. There's a huge amount of the earth that we don't know anything about. We only know about the surface and limited parts of the subsurface and almost nothing about the deeps of the oceans. We have to understand that this is not only something coming from above, but maybe more importantly, they have been part of this world for so long that we might consider ourselves the newbies on the block, that this might be more their world than it is ours.
2: When the whistleblower David Brush first emerged in the beginning of June of 2023 about his knowledge of extraterrestrials and UFOs. Who do you think would have been behind the attack by Kirkpatrick in the Aero Office in the Pentagon that Grush information was not true? Who would have had the power to attack?
0: I think that Congress has got to do some soul-searching about what they keep classified and what they don't. Because what keeps coming out of these hearings are relatively bland reports to the public. But what is happening behind the scenes that we can't see is obviously very provocative. The hearings wouldn't keep growing and moving forward and going deeper. And they need to think about, are they playing into the hands of someone who wants to keep this secret by having these hearings and then institutionalizing the secrecy even more deeply? by saying that these committees agree that this or that has to be kept secret, that the public can't know it. How can they decide? They can't decide. And I think that if it continues, if we continue to not be able at every level of our culture into the ordinary lives of ordinary people, if we do not get to know this and to embrace it, And to study it and to contemplate it, to chew on it publicly, they're going to literally hold us hostage to the truth until a lot of us die. Right.
2: When Whitley said, quote, that the alien beings have always told him that when our planet Earth began to go into a terminal phase of a new climate regime, which is going to lead to the loss of many 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 human lives as he put it in the interview they could emerge meaning the thems in all of their varieties and they are emerging now in many ways whitley said close quote here was a bbc news climate headline on july 3rd 2023 quote UK weather, hottest June since records began, says Met Office. Yesterday, on July 4th, 2023, came this disturbing headline from the Daily Mail, Monday was the world's hottest day since records began, and temperatures could rise even further in the coming weeks, as scientists warn climate change is to blame. And then, on July 5th, today, came this sobering headline, Sky News quote Europe is facing drought with more groundwater being lost than replaced by rain according to the European drought observatory more than a third of the continent is currently under a drought warning with 10% experiencing severe drought close quote in my glimpses volume 2 high strangeness I have that big uh, 106 page Uh, chapter that I have talked to you about in which there are several different abductees and they all talk about a climate change that would come in the future and one of them abductee Jim Sparks uh, like Whitley Streber also described having a sperm extraction and told me that Linda quote reading now from uh, Glimpse's volume 2 The aliens scan us and know us better than we know ourselves. Their technology gives them the ability to scan and record every minute detail of our lives. Even lost memories are pulled out. And semen extraction was common with me. Was I offended at first? Yes. Did I feel degraded at first? Yes. Do I feel that way today? No because now I have a better understanding. Not only do the aliens take semen from men and eggs from women, they also extract other raw materials from us humans. And the reason is to create those little gray worker drones as a commodity to trade on a galactic scale. It's like they farm us for raw materials. And I hope that in the audience tonight wherever you are around the world that if you found yourself saying listening to Whitley or listening to what I just read from Jim Sparks that's happened to me but you've never told anyone I am hoping that Earthfiles YouTube channel can be an intersection for you being able to be comfortable to Uh, let me know information that ranges from genetic to science to aerospace and beyond. And that if I feel, I've asked various people when I have quoted those very specific paragraphs that I shared with you right now, do you you feel better when you realize that there are other people and there may be at least some genetic evolutionary reasons for what has happened in the abductions, in egg and sperm extraction. Perhaps even in the animal mutilations, which I have become convinced is an extraction of materials for two reasons, sustenance and genetic manipulation. And most people that I've had discussions with, even though they won't come on Uh, with a full name, uh, sometimes won't even talk without having their voices altered. I am beginning to see more and more very serious letters corresponding with tremendous detail. And it could help all of us if we can keep sharing details about this multifaceted, I'm going to say, I think it's we're in the process now of a huge introduction and handshake to at least one or more of the other intelligences that are based on this planet, in this solar system and beyond, have been for millennia. Our government knows that, and it is encouraging that representatives like uh, Representative Burchette are beginning to speak more frankly. And in that whole context, I urge those of you with a military aerospace background, medical background, science background, uh, environmental sciences background, if you have been in the category of being an abductee, uh, having interactions, please get in touch with me directly to my email address, earthfiles at earthfiles.org. .com think of a reporter who files news about the earth earthfiles at earthfiles.com and helping me in all of this all of the time is ian in england and he interacts with the comments and the chat and so there are many of you who interact with him and these words were just to evolve from what i thought was a really important interview Uh, with Whitley, to the fact that the more that we are exchanging facts, the more we are changing evidentiary content, I think the better it becomes. And I hope that you agree. And dear Ian, in the hottest record so far of climate uh, temperatures uh, on our planet over the many decades um come into our discussion here with any uh interactions that you have seen or want to add comment about and we've got a good new evening, spe- Linda. yeah we've got a new speaker i wanted these are the first words from ian from a new speaker <laughs>
1: okay I'm, i hope everyone can hear me loud and clear now we've got the new speaker it worked on our test earlier so it's good to be here with you tonight and it's good to hear uh, a long in-depth interview with Whitley, it's always good.
2: Well, that was really encouraging that it was so good for a minute. We don't understand why we are having, uh, where we used to not have a problem, and I hope it's not because uh, the government, this is a way to harass a few of us who are trying to deal with honest truth. We don't know why we continue to have these problems of communicating with uh ian this is a brand new speaker we tried it two times today everything was wonderful so we're going to try to reconnect hello linda okay now we can hear you again let's hope this isn't harassment let's hope that uh, we can get this solved (laughs) go ahead
1: yeah Okay, well, yes. <laughs> lots of people in the chat this evening are responding to, uh, to the interview with Whitley, and lots of them remember the uh, iconic cover. Um, yes. We've got people here saying, Caroline Boyce, for example, says, the cover of Whitley Striever's book gives me the chills, and I still don't know why. And, um, I, and I have a great quote from Tom the Man TV. He says, I remember after reading Communion and thinking to myself, at least somebody else knows these things are real.
2: Yes, and that is the value of uh, sharing facets of this. It is real. It is true. We are not alone. There are all kinds of intelligences, many that are based on this planet and have been, and that is the, uh, it it is sort of like my mantra, I guess, in sharing with you all, And, and just reminding in bullets that in December of 1999, A man who was retiring after 23 years, working as an analyst with the Defense Intelligence Agency wanted to talk with me and put the meeting together through a man who worked in the World Bank. And they both explained that a lot of things that happened on the planet with extraterrestrial interaction related to what happened with the barter system and that that's why they had somebody in the World Bank and then DIA, NSA, geospatial and so forth. Um, but you take those seven hours of that meeting and you boil it down to that our government, he said, our government has proof that three in conflict, competing extraterrestrial civilizations have been manipulating DNA in a variety of life forms on this planet, were the creators of Homo erectus and genetic manipulation of already evolving primates to create, ultimately, homo sapien. And they created Neanderthal and Denisovan. And I think that one of the struggles, and perhaps the government also, maybe they have the answers, or maybe they struggle also. Are we a constantly evolving experiment or are we something that was what they wanted created for yet a whole other reason that relates to the evolution of life forms on a variety of solar systems in a universe that is vast and that they know how with their abilities of science they know how to move point to point and that All of that, in that meeting with those two men in December of 1999, it seems to me that they were describing everything that Whitley has talked about, Jim has talked about, so many other people, in terms of what the dialogue, what the interaction is with evolving life forms and civilizations that compete with each other and compete for using Earth as a laboratory but that in the big picture of everything that's happening. We're on a planet that is both a laboratory and like a hotel, and it has huge, huge areas that have been occupied by other intelligences. And those are the kinds of content that are beginning to emerge a little bit, little bit, by, we'll call it, the effort to get Congress to have legitimate, honest hearings taking all of this very seriously and finally for the first time talking to the citizens of the United States and beyond very honestly about what exactly the current situation is between Earth and other civilizations and other solar systems. I think we should know that I think we should know the bad the good the neutral all of it but there are forces that have been working against the truth against various laboratory experiments as the DIA analyst told me back in December of 1999 that there have been the three competing extraterrestrial main civilizations that he in that particular one meeting said that those three were Nordics versus grays versus reptilians there are other breakdowns that other people have it's complex and complicated but right now it feels like that there is an honest desire on the part of some people In Washington and beyond to try try to start opening this up in a more honest way the the very fact that congressional hearings are only being hinted at that there might be a congressional hearing open door or closed door entirely maybe sometime in July it seems strange when The subject matter is so large and is the history of this entire species, Homo sapien, that you would think that we would be moving much more rapidly to just open up the fundamental truth, we're not alone in the universe, and explain what is known. But however they're going to play this out, I'm going to keep trying to bring to you what I Think are some of the more important voices insights perspectives that would help all of you who want people to know want me to know and I share that desire to keep expanding our knowledge base for truth not for games not for manipulation Not for making a trillion dollars over another company because you can get one piece of something that you can't get other any other way That we deserve to know the truth about Earth's relationship to these other beings and I commend Whitley Strieber for the work that he has done since the release of communion in his many many books and and now them Uh, I would like to recommend to all of you. It is one of those books that it is like talking with Whitley and going through his sharp, sharp mind and his analysis of many different things about the other intelligences that he has interacted with and the way he sees what the government and the military, that they were the ones who took all of this over and did so out of fear in World War Two and it was probably tremendously justified but today a lot of the old things have to change in order for this planet to get to what I would call a context the same context for every country and every person and not parties dueling not uh, propaganda dueling but real truth so now with that said dear Ian what are some of the questions that have been provoked by the Whitley interview
1: yeah I want to just echo what you said uh, it's worth everybody checking out Witness website unknown country and his uh, weekly dreamland broadcast uh, it's very interesting. He's got a huge back catalogue of interviews and, uh, and his own experiences. But on the um, on the issues raised, Tom the man raises an interesting point here. He says uh, about why do some people have uh, childhood memories of meeting aliens, and um, and then they have to uh, some of them have to go through hypnosis after to remember it. I um, wonder why it is sometimes abductors need to be hypnotized in order to remember clearly that there's some cover up going on by the ETs themselves yes. to suppress the information and they themselves may not want disclosure to the human race at this time.
2: Yes, that is absolutely a very, very important point, Ian. The non humans throughout the last uh, many decades, it became clearer and clearer that they strip memories. And people become aware of that and they may even be told by either competing nonhumans or with the uh, repeating abductions that their uh, Memories will be erased and it's not clear. Is it because of something that the nonhumans? want sort of kept private confidential hidden or is it because of an agreement with our government that a certain number of people can be abducted, a certain number of animals can be extracted from with fluids and tissue, the mutilations, and that the exchange is being allowed to do X, in those cases, uh, abduction, sperm, egg extraction, so forth, with the government having the knowledge that this is happening with restrictions. Or there are not restrictions that the non-humans have their own programs and that for their own protection, their own ability to keep working on the earth, it may be that they're very skilled in how to manipulate our brains and nervous systems and that it is easy for them to strip memory. Well, so then on the other side of that issue is if they strip memory, Why is it that people will recover memory later on a decade, two decades later, they will have a vivid dream and the whole thing will come pouring back or they will wake up and they're hearing their name being talked to in their, uh, in a telepathic state coming out of sleep. And that will initiate a tremendous movie. They will start seeing and then they realize whatever was their past that they had been with these beings someplace else it is so complex and multifaceted that i think that's why it is easy for a lot of people to just dismiss it and say no it it can't be true it is true and we live on a planet With many 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 fellow human beings such as whitley streber such as jim sparks and the list goes on and on who have been public and then a much even bigger uh, list of those who have not wanted to be public and they have had interactions mentally emotionally the soul transfers that are in glimpses volume two it's the the big 106 page chapter i would recommend anybody and everybody to read that chapter I think it's one of the deeper insights into what is happening but we still do not have the clarity of what has been stripped and why what is allowed to come back and be remembered and where are we on a planet now That seems to be coming up to this huge global change that has been described in abduction case after abduction case after abduction case if you take this big volume two of mine over 400 pages and you went through each of the cases you will find that there are repeated warnings from the advanced intelligences about a big change environmental change, evolutionary change on this planet. And if that's what we are in, it seems to me this is the time we need as much truth as possible. Okay, Ian, what's next? Our speaker keeps having its memory stripped. (laughs) We don't know why. It should be straightforward speaker with Ian in England. We do not know it's a brand new speaker well uh, what i'll what I'll do is I will continue to um, explain that For me personally, one of the bigger parts of the entire multifaceted extraterrestrial in many different forms, in many different systems throughout many, many, many galaxies. Uh, my, My own personal greatest interest are the physicists that have written about the universe being conscious and that there is a relationship between the consciousnesses that are in various intelligences and bodies in this universe not just humans not just grays, not just Nordics not just reptiles teals tall whites the list goes on and on put Sasquatch in there too I think that is a conscious created being but that there maybe if we knew the whole huge truth about why this universe was created in the first place there is a new paper that has been published and it is now it's a a paper that's exciting to read but also difficult i hope to do a show about this that we in this planet in this solar system in the Milky Way galaxy, are in a universe that may have three trillion galaxies, but that the entire universe that we are in emerged in a bubble in another universe when there was some sort of dimensional change or something there, and that whether it was a tremendous black hole there that caused some kind of huge explosion that we are in a universe that is holographic and that this would be an answer possibly to that question that It has come up about if we are in a holographic universe a hologram has to be projected and that this new uh, interstellar work Having to do with the nature of what this whole universe might be. Something that was in a black hole in a universe that, whatever happened, this universe emerged, and that we're still inside of a black hole. And that's how far the physics is going. And I hear Ian wrestling papers. And so, Let's see, Ian, if we can get your voice back.
1: Yes, I've relocated to a different area. I don't understand again why we've got those technical problems, but I've got a good All right. So you're, softer. Yeah,
2: you're softer. Yeah, you're softer. You need to speak more loudly. Bring, br- Get your oh. mouth up to the.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm probably not on the strongest connection I was previously. Um, okay, Linda, I've also got uh, a question from Mayor S., who says actually her friends and her family have always been, have been generationally been abducted. And uh, let's see, her sons are in the military. They know ahead of time when they are going to be abducted. Her question is Are aliens working with our scientists?
2: I think so, without doubt. I've been reporting Ooh. for the last three years uh, from the aerospace uh, source who worked with a tall white and described the tall white as being like being with a large human who has five super uh, uh, Cray computers for a brain. And that he's not the only one who's told me that there are um, divisions, departments, all highly secret, who work with the tall whites. And then the next level is the tall whites are supposed to have collaboration with at least three of nine Nordic species, but not all is apparently peaceful even among them, and that uh, there would be six groups of Nordics. They all look sort of alike, but unless you know which one is which, you wouldn't know if they have an alliance with our government or a completely other opposite, um, which makes everything more complicated. and. The uh, the next, I guess, the next evolutionary step is: when do we get to be introduced? If a tall white is an ally, when do we get to be introduced to them on global television, or however it might work? And the the go uh, forward a little bit and then go back a lot and go forward a little bit. That's the feeling between the Arrow office and the contradictions that it has issued about David Grush, the whistleblower not being legitimate and other people coming forward and saying that's not true, that Grush, all his entire background, all of it can be proved and is true. And we are trying to get out uh, some honest accurate information that uh, we know and are interacting with some other intelligences and we are uh, very much wanting to have their technology and that that has been the overriding uh, parameter that has kept uh, everybody on a kind of we'll call it narrow focus that we've got to get the technology that the ets have at all costs and that may have caused a lot of problems and may be causing problems today. Now, Ian, let's see if you are back again. Yeah, I'm
1: here, okay, and uh, I want to take a moment to say thank you to so many people in the Super Chat this evening. We've got Moonbird, Joe Rinneker, Cindy Ball, Patty Engler, BPASOS, Riot Atari, Northern Lights, Hello Annie, Caroline Boyce, Dr. Dolores Mizer, and Yin Yang Glow. I'm sorry if I've missed everyone, anyone off. But Thank quite you. A lot of activity tonight.
2: Thank you so much. I recognize some of you from the last four years at least. You are faithful, faithful friends and supporters, and it's just so greatly appreciated. And uh, Ian, I'm curious if there have been any specific questions or comments about any of whitley's interview that would uh, show us that so much of this is repeated person to person
1: well yes i mean even moonberg himself posts in here he says when communion came out my mother did a double take she recognized the image deeply and so did that young me Uh, she wouldn't tell me until decades later why it was mutually familiar
2: yeah yeah well the discoveries. Let's keep expanding the discoveries and what question do you have now?
1: Okay, I've got a question here from, um, let me just get to it now, just a second. We, we've covered some of these, I your answers already. Uh, com says, is there anything specific that Linda thinks bloggers should focus on when trying to get the truth out? He's a video YouTube blogger.
2: The the one thing that we all need to concentrate on as much as possible is evidentiary material. And evidentiary is something that would hold up in a court of law, which has been very difficult in this field going back to World War II. So we're talking about 80 years of a country originally set up of by and for the people who, from World War II to today, Defined itself and the evolution through that terrible war That they knew that there were beings that they were retrieving from crashes They began to understand that microwave beams of of a certain strength could bring some of the UFOs down uh, and then the UFOs would counter and that all of that everything that has happened with scientists With uh, aerospace people with either working with eventually nonhumans or at least being introduced to sciences uh, that we wanted to reproduce all of it ends up that we are now in a kind of a strange schizophrenic point in the history of all this where there are growing not overwhelming but growing numbers of people who have good degrees, good education, who have been exposed perhaps to ETs themselves in abductions, who are trying in their own way, as well as legitimate corporations, who they are beginning to feel like that there might be some benefit for this whole huge complicated lie, deception, policies that uh, are the opposite of what we should be trying to reinforce in our civilization, and that would be truth and honesty. The nonhumans definitely are not always truthful and definitely not always honest. So the complexity of this is part of what keeps holding it all in. But I don't think that 2023 going to 2024 is premature in telling this whole world the whole truth and maybe slowing down some dictators and mercenaries who would just like to kill and kill and kill, maybe slow them down and turn the, I guess, the heart and the soul of homo sapien on earth into a... A direction that would be so much healthier than what has been happening. Now, Ian, do you have an, another question, comment?
1: Yeah, from the Cisco Kid, uh, who suggests maybe uh, if there's some galactic council that uh, oversees interactions of ETs with humanity, Why would they allow the small graves to perform some disturbing medical procedures on us if they want to claim humanity to evolve, if they want humanity to evolve in every sense of the way? Can someone please explain?
2: I wish I could explain and knew that what I was sharing was uh, absolute, uh, you know, carved in stone. But you're asking a sophisticated question about Uh, The the whole idea that there are councils, federations, like in Star Trek, it makes logical sense. Uh, Some of the nonhumans over the four decades that I've been trying to get to the bottom of all this, they have talked about that there are federations and large groups that do get together and that probably the the most important one that I have uh, related to you all in the last two years relates to Ronald Reagan when he was president and had the Camp David briefing in March 6th to 8th of 1981. I have known two people who work in Washington who said they know about that meeting, that it did occur, and that he was told about the five different extraterrestrial groups, that the EBANS, extraterrestrial biological entities, it was an acronym, that name, that there were quadloids, implying the possibility of four fingers, uh, the, quad, the quadloids, the um, heploloids. The heploloids, I've only learned recently, uh, might be the, col- the color of peanut butter with round, black, shiny eyes. And they may be related to a video that has been controversial and distributed about a being getting sick while a camera was running, and never verified 100%. But these different types of uh, the even the uh, archaloid, big nose, ropey headdress, like a Sumerian uh, ziggurat kind of civilization. Um, that's the archaloid, the quadloid, the heplaloid, and then the Tronoloid, and the Tronoloid is described as insects that have a civilization at Epsilon Eridani ten and a half light years a skip and a jump apparently if you know how to do Alcubier warp drive and that they are considered an enemy well if they're considered an enemy by human civilization that is also trying to ally with some of the extraterrestrials, we very much want to share in their advanced technologies. And if the top of that group are the tall whites and some collaborations with three Nordic species, then what about all the other solar systems, in not just the Milky Way galaxy and Andromeda? but if there are 3 t- trillion galaxies in this particular universe that might be a bubble in a side of a black hole attached to another some complex universe dimension the government probably considers the tronoloid insects as an enemy to be a subject that they don't want to introduce to the public. And that those are the kinds of things that hold them back. And from my point of view, if we could all be told the truth, and we knew it was the truth, and then we keep being educated and and learning more, I think that's the best way to go forward. Uh, It's a complex universe and there are many of these species and we need, eventually, who are going to be the translators that are trusted about what the truth is versus all of the lies by policy that have gone on since at least World War II. It's, It's tough, but I cannot personally think of anything that I would rather be studying reading about, listening to people, talking. This is the revolution of a civilization, of Homo sapiens denied the truth for at least 45,000 years or longer. And we are living at the time when maybe it's finally going to break open, as it should. Okay, Ian, what about uh, yeah. one more?
1: Well, I just wanted to bring you some... Um, encouraging news. Uh, Zen Mode HQ says, I've taken a video of a UAP and turned it into my local police and Congress person. The Congresswoman responded via email and said they are taking an active interest. And...
2: Uh, oh, so an- they're going yes. to accept the video?
1: Well, they said they're taking an active interest, so we'll follow that. Uh, Dr. Dolores Mize says, Dears Linda, the Congress must have you and Richard Dolan in front of them.
2: Well, I, I personally I would like so much to be a uh, investigative reporter producer as I have been since graduating from Stanford University in 1968 with a master's degree in communication working at KNBC in Los Angeles WCVB ABC affiliate in Boston the CBS station in Denver producing television shows documentaries news programs about a variety of environment science medical subjects and then in 1979 september comes the animal mutilations with their bloodlessness with the excisions that under microscope showed that there had been some kind of uh, change to the tissue like high heat but no carbon and it wasn't lasers and all of the steps to where today the four books the four documentaries hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of programs that the one thing that i feel that we need more than anything are for people who are representatives in a government that is supposed to be of by and for the people to get have information from those of us who have been honestly for in my case 44 years trying to understand report about all of these complex facets along with many other people and that we are now finally at what feels like a branch in the road and that there are some people in Congress in the Pentagon in NSA DIA all of the Intel agencies and on and on they want this to veer to truth, which is exactly what I would like to do and contribute as uh, being someone who could share a tremendous number of subjects at a congressional hearing and privately with congressional people. But there's this other strong pressure, contradictions that are coming through the aero Office and the Pentagon that seem to be wanting to go to the policies of denial again. Why are these two against each other at the very summer where it felt like we were finally going to get the headline we all deserve? Every human deserves this. We are not alone in this universe. And our government has known that since World War II. And we're now at 2023 in a difficult, difficult, difficult decade. And maybe all of the forecasts for the upcoming six years to get us to 2030 they might change to something more positive if the whole planet started to move toward truth that's my prayer my wish and I hope all of you are protected by that thought that dwells in the light which I am convinced is the essence of infinity. And that all of this, all of it, everywhere, trillions, it's playing these evolutionary threads through infinity. And how exciting to be a part of it. How exciting to be alive at the moment where we might finally begin to be told the truth. Not only about our current existence and relationship in a universe with other intelligences, but that there were Anunnaki, that there were extraterrestrial civilizations on this planet long, long ago, and that the archaeology, the true archaeology in our planet and John Brandenburg, who has written about the hydrogen bombs exploding on Mars and causing huge problems there. He is convinced that the big story on Mars eventually will be archaeology there underground. So let's keep growing, keep subscribing, keep coming with your questions when we get and break through that quarter of a million we'll have some big uh, celebration I'll figure out something really fun to do with the guys and with all of you and keep going and when that headline we are not alone in this universe finally cracks open I hope we're all together and we can do a broadcast together as fellow Human beings in a cosmos consisting of universes and black holes, unimaginable starry things, but that the one overriding continual theme in infinity is the thought that dwells in the light. I love you guys. See you next week.